Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. 88, Brock. Warmer than St. Louis. Woo! Man. 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 Human. Humans. Humankind. People. Yeah, you can't say man. Losing sight of their relationship with nature. Well, just a moment. Tom's been holding. Yes, sir. Yeah, hi, Joe. Hi. So uh, are you still puzzling over contract grading? No, I just disapprove of it. I'm not puzzled at all. Okay, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be sort of uh, nebulous or up to the student. I teach high school locally, and I use what I would consider to be a kind of contract grading. How do you do it? So you lay out at the beginning of some kind of a project. You lay out the criteria for an A or a B or a C, I suppose, because you uh, don't want to be shooting for a D or an F, I wouldn't think. No. But... uh, to get a CU, there's a benchmark. You have to do maybe objectively this much stuff. To get a B, you've got to do objectively a bit more, and an A, objectively more than that. And then there are probably some subjective quality kind of standards that are applied as well. And it's up to the teacher to decide, uh, first, did you objectively meet the things that you had to meet to get to this level? And uh, it's also up to the teacher to decide, you know, subjectively, how how good a job did you do? What what subject? English. Okay. What what is the rationale behind this? Well, it does give the kids some uh, feeling of you know choosing just how much work they want to put into this. But uh, see, that's the part that stymies me. Why wouldn't you expect all of them to do the work you expect of them? Well, there, there's a, you, know, you, you expect a kid, they're, depending on, I guess, what classes they're in, uh, some of them are going to have to make decisions about how much time they've got to spend on this class or that class, and uh, my emphasis is doing the best, is uh, my math classes or my science classes, maybe, and it's going to take me this much time to get this and that done, uh, a lot of kids will shoot for the A. But there will be kids who, at least they know, that uh, 
this is what's required. How many times is a kid shot for the A and you've had to refuse the A? Oh, that happens. Yeah. I can't give you a number, but it does it's not an unusual thing. I'll, you know, there are specific things they have to do and if they haven't done that, they'll get a you know, I'll let them at the end of the assignment say uh, based on the criteria that you gave me, this is the score that I think I should get. Mm-hmm. And often I'll agree. Uh, but uh just as often I may point out that, hey, you know, you had to do this to get this le- score, and you right. didn't do it, so this is the score you get instead. Are you in a private school or public school? Private school. Okay. In the Twin Cities area? In uh, West St. Paul. West St. Paul. All right. And you, you're finding this to be successful? Yeah, this works. It's not the, the thing that is used as the mechanism for grading everything. Right. Right. But uh, given certain projects, uh, kids can have a little bit of latitude to decide, okay, how much time and effort do I spend on this particular project? All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Or Dave, thank you. All right. Thank Tom. you. Tom, Bye I'm much. sorry, Tom. Thank you. Thanks to both of you. Yeah. <laughs> See, what would you do? You'd Every- have to sign up for a D plus. Yeah, I, I, I would go in with an A and try to charm it mm-hmm. but unfortunately i would probably have done you know d plus work you're at you're at mankind so we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind not necessarily yeah. mankind oh, yeah. more inclusive there we go <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes thank you we can Just all learn from each other yeah. <laughs> oh jesus a teenage girl was pushed off a bridge by a friend sending her 60 feet into a river uh, the 16-year-old decided she was too afraid to jump into the Lewis River in Yakult, Washington. There's a video. You can see the video. It's okay. disturbing. In the video, she is seen standing on the ledge before receiving a firm push to the back, knocking her off balance. She suffered five broken ribs and a punctured lung. Jeez. How did she not die? But her mother, identified only as Janelle, said she is lucky to have survived. She told KATU2TV in Portland, my daughter is going to have a long road to recovery, and I think she should probably just turn herself in, realize what she did was wrong, meaning the girlfriend who pushed her. Okay. Uh, This is not okay. She could have killed my daughter. Uh, Clark County Fire Chief Ben Peeler has previously said that jumping from that height is illegal. He added that there are hazardous rocks that mean a person jumping must land in a specific place to have a chance of avoiding injury. Uh, The bridge is said to be higher than three stories over the river. What? I haven't found any coverage of the story short of the Portland television station in this country. But for some reason, the British tabloids have eaten up this story, and then I verified it by going to the Portland television station. How has this not been picked up? That's but that's like that Slenderman-esque, those stupid girls in the forest. But you, the, the, the friend, the so-called friend, had no relationship yeah. with the idea that I can't shove her off this bridge. It's too dangerous. I, maybe it's a bridge where local kids have been swimming for 100 years uh, or jumping off for 100 years. I don't know. Okay. But the point is, uh, unless you know completely what you're doing, it sounds like it would be very precarious to jump off this bridge. And this kid didn't want to go, so her friend pushes her. She's, she is lucky to be alive. 
Yeah, because anytime it's a river, that scares the heck out of me first. She didn't hit the rocks. You know why she uh, broke her ribs and punctured a lung? She belly flopped. Because she was hacked of hitting the water? Yeah. Wow. That's, well, three stories, of course. That's high up. That's not jumping off a ladder. Wow. I, but the stupid, and you can say, oh, it's just kids no, being kids. No no, 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 no. You're an idiot. You're a complete idiot that has no concept of your role in the environment. Does that make sense? Yes. So and, your, your, your role in, so, in society, your social role. And then I read a longer version of it where the girl who did it said, oh, I already told her I'm sorry. I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't know it was, I didn't know it would be dangerous. Well, that, that you're resting my point. And now, how lady. old again? 16? Six, 16 year olds. Yeah. You but, know that by then. Oh, you, you should know it by five. Right. Instinct. Well, what's the age of reason? Six? Yeah. Well, you should know it by six. But I, I can guarantee I know five, five-year-olds who already know it. Well, that's cause and effect, too. If I push you, you're going to fall. You learn that three. Yeah, I saw the video. It's harrowing. Uh, it's harrowing because uh, it, it terrifies me. Uh, see, because you only have one job in life. What is it? You only have one job. Uh, keep your kids around. Your kids got to be alive. Yeah. That's all. Your, it's your only job. And it terrifies me to think that kids could go out and jump off a bridge and oh. think that's cool. And oh. then this kid, this kid's lucky to be alive. Because her friend had no concept of what it's the equivalent of you know taking a selfie in a in a running stream at Yellowstone only to be swept off the edge because you have no relationship with nature none zip nada nothing College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I've got everything I need. This, this might prove inconvenient uh, to the Al Gore crowd. <coughs> hmm. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric NOAA yeah. forecasts, and this is great news, a below-normal Atlantic hurricane season. A below-normal. Below, below okay. normal. Uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said today, experts are now predicting fewer hurricanes than they predicted in late May. Uh, there are still more storms to come, uh, but the season, uh, because the season is far from being over, said Jerry Bell, lead seasonal hurricane forecaster at the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Okay. Nine to 13 named storms, including four to seven hurricanes and zero to two major hurricanes of category three strength or higher, are predicted this season, which began June 1 and runs through November 30. The forecast number includes the four named storms that have already formed this year. An average six-month Atlantic season typically produces 12 named storms, of which six become hurricanes. Hmm. The latest forecast is well short of what the Atlantic experienced in 2017 when 17 named storms formed and three major hurricanes struck U.S. soil. Last year's season ended with 10 hurricanes and six major hurricanes. Uh, you want to know the names uh, for this year? Yep. Wilma? Alberto, Beryl, Chris, and Debbie apparently have already been used. Alberto? That leaves Ernesto. 
Ernesto. Florence. Yeah, Florence. Gordon. Gordy. Helene. Helene. Isaac. Isaac. Leslie. Leslie. Michael. Michael. Nadine. Nadine. Oscar. Oscar. Hurricane Oscar sounds like a cool I, I like hurricane. Oscar. Yeah. Patty. Hi. Raphael. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Tony and Valerie. Hey, Hurricane Tony's coming through town. I'm going to mm-hmm. whip something up. The names are alphabetical and alternate between male and female. Needing the entire list in a season is very rare. NOAA added today that there is a 60% chance that the 2018 season will see a below normal number of storms in the Atlantic Basin. Uh, well, so, so do they take, so is this a, a, a list for uh, 2018 and then there's a list of the same, I mean, does this alternate? Does the list go every 12 years we're getting this list again? What are you talking about? For the names. The names? Yeah. Well, I, I think that you never run out of names, do you? I'm, I'm not, I'm unaware of a hurricane. I'm just wondering if they recycle the names. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, do hurricane names get recycled, Reavers? Reavers. Uh, oddly enough, yes. <laughs> he's on the phone. Really? Uh, the likelihood of a near normal season is now 30%. And the chance of an above-normal season has dropped from 35% to 10%. Okay. Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria last year put a dramatic end to a 12-year period with no major hurricane landfalls in the U.S. and ranked among the top five costliest hurricanes in history. The top U.S. official at NOAA this uh, spring offered that experience as a cautionary tale. In other words, they don't know. They're uh, con- they're uh, attributing this uh, the probability of a near normal season uh, to a weak La Nina that developed during mm. the six month hurricane period. La Nina is a naturally occurring phenomenon characterized by cooler than normal water in the eastern Pacific equatorial region. While La Nina occurs in the Pacific, it has widespread impact on the global climate that includes decreased wind shear, uh, the changing of wind speed and direction with height across the tropical Atlantic. Uh, the six lists are kept in constant rotation. Okay. This is from LiveScience.com. For example, the 2010 name list, okay, will be used again in 2016. Okay. Now there is a nearly 70% likelihood of El Nino forming during this year's hurricane season, the Climate Prediction Center said. El Nino features warmer water in the eastern Pacific equatorial, creating greater wind shear in the Atlantic, thus fewer tropical storms. Uh, that is certainly no guarantee. And if El Nino fails to appear, we could certainly see the seasonal activity near the higher end of the predicted range. In other words, they have no bleeping clue. Right. It's still nature. So you, you can't, you can't say this is going to happen. At this well, time. what we have been told in the past though, is when you don't get a heavy hurricane, a stretch of heavy hurricanes, that's luck. Yes. That's quite literally been said. Right. And then we are told if you get particularly bad hurricanes, that's climate change. That's... You can't have it both ways. I, I'm grateful for this news. I don't want Houston to suffer anymore or Miami right. or, or this is great. Yeah, hurricane, I mean, we joke about the names and them zipping through town, but they're serious. They're major damage, obviously. I mean, that, that, that flooding in Houston was incredible. And then it came up, remember, it came up the Florida, uh, west side of Florida. Mm-hmm. At Naples and Fort Myers. Right. And, and right now, that area, as you read before, Red Tide is 
uh, pretty rough. Which has nothing to do with the climate. It's just, it's, it's cyclical. runoff from right. farms and uh, waste and fertilizers and great big sugar cane operations that uh, end up, end up uh, doing their, uh, doing their thing, you know. So that's wonderful, uh, wonderful news, uh, particularly for those of us who have friends with houses in Florida. Yeah, we want to maintain that relationship with those people and make sure that their condos are Yeah, because the only thing better than owning a house in Florida is a place where you can freeload. That's, and you know what? Right here, the king. Yeah, I know you are. The freeload king. Yeah, you are. How many I got? I've got four to choose from down there. Four different ones to choose from. I only have two. Well, three if I count Pat. Oh, five if I count Pat. Yeah, I got three. I got three. But I got to go to the other coast too. I, I got one on both. I got I got one on I got one on one coast and two on the on the west side. That's the way you do it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. how you do it. Just Are you still on hurricanes? Uh, no, unless you have something pertinent. Well, I have an email from Bert. Yeah, he just says, Joe, remember that fifty three point seven six two percent. Of hurricane statistics are made up. Get it? No. He's making up a statistic about a hurricane. Mm-hmm. So he's speaking of Pat. Yeah. Yes, sir. He was in here over the noon hour. For yeah, sure was. Going to stay? What's no, going he on? ducked in. He's on vacation, oh. and he gave me a hat that John Rowe, my friend John Rowe, had yeah. given him to give to me. Right. Because John Rowe was at the U.S. Open at yeah. Shinnecock, and so John. he got me the uh, the hat. That is a sweet hat, by the way. It's a wonderful logo. But John it's, knows uh, that you like U.S. Open hats. Yeah, and uh, but I told Pat, I, I don't have John's number. Give me his number. And Pat said, send the car. I'll text you right away. No, he I didn't. said, no, you'll have memoromania. Yep. He has not texted the number. <laughs> hat trick. Let's play a game. What time will he remember? Probably he, he, not till the next time he sees you. He, no, or the next time he sees Roe. So I'll I'll call him again and say, give me the number right. so I can call John and thank him for the hacks. It's got the great Shinnecock Indian logo on it. Are we going to play uh, pregnant or not pregnant at the state fair? <laughs> we, we never have. But you know this year? Why not? Why not? What the hell, huh? I think so. Okay. Because in in putting all this the the show uh, the shows together yeah uh, I just I want to save some time for that so did you confirm the trash guy we confirmed him yes all right well you're you're uh, you're developing quite a roster of guests aren't you yeah but this is just the this is the we're inquiry. not playing that game we're not playing that the game. trash game no we're not playing pregnant or not oh what if we have volunteers no. Joe am I pregnant or not I think anyone who volunteers is obviously pregnant. Anyone who volunteers is obviously to play pregnant. the game. Is, but you might have some that want to, you know, no, askew the stats. We're not, we're not playing that. Game. Throw the stats no, out. We're, we're not throw the you know, dice. Speaking of the state fair, one of our regular two weeks from today, one of our regular guests that's there may or may not be wearing a mirror bald helmet. Um, he had called in with your uh, NFL cheerleader male cheerleader story, wondering yes. where are tryouts. Oh my god! No, no, no! no. Uh, let's let the get the word out to. <laughs> I'm going to call my buddy Bobby Hagan to tell everybody no. Why don't we return shortly, but now, thanks to our wonderful friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, and what's left of your money now? And I look so good in a skirt, too. Yeah, well, you try out for the giant Ew. squad. <laughs> We are looking at another mixed day in the stock market. We've had quite a few of those lately. The market not 
able to get any traction one way or the other today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 21 points. The NASDAQ Composite is up 20. And the S&P 500 is up less than one point right now. Economists are raising their projections for U.S. economic growth this year, but disputes with trading partners, a fading boost from fiscal stimulus, and rising short-term interest rates leave them all thinking that strong growth won't last much longer than this year. The Wall Street Journal's monthly survey of a group of economists Economists has the average estimate for growth this year at 3%, up from 2.9% last month. They're also predicting the unemployment rate will drop to 3.6% by the middle of next year, and that would be the lowest rate in nearly 50 years. Rite Aid and Albertsons, the grocery store chain, have called off their planned $24 billion merger on the eve of a shareholder vote in the face of mounting protests from investors. Some of Rite Aid's biggest shareholders had planned to vote against the pharmacy chain's merger with Albertsons, unconvinced by the two companies' argument that a deal was necessary to fend off competition from Amazon and others. I'm Bruce Vail with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Vail. We'll talk to you for your 3 p.m. report. And a quick reminder, go to 1500ESPN.com. Sportscaster Idol, you can vote on Sportscaster Idol right now. You got to go to the website, 1500ESPN.com. You can help promote the career of some young budding broadcaster who will receive that 7 a.m. sports talk slot on Sunday mornings. Go to 1500ES.com. Thank you, Joe Bartley. Sunny and 88 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Indian, uh, Indians ace Corey Kluber not able to hold that four-run lead for the Indians. The twi- uh, Twins have tied it up. It's 4-4. Four to four. We're in the top of the seventh. Don't, Hor- you don't tell me. Uh, uh, that's Jorge's first home run of this season. Uh, the uh, home plate umpire, Adrian Johnson, Oof. is having a bit of a rough year. He's, uh, he's a little inconsistent. You don't tell me. <laughs> Vikings will be without starting left guard Nick Easton this season. He had surgery on his neck this morning, expected to miss the entire season. He started 12 games in 2017 for the Vikings. In fact, James Rousen has been ejected from today's game. Did James get hitting thrown co- out? Hitting coach I did not James see at the PGA Championship, Ricky Fowler's at five under in the lead and seven golfers tied at three under. News notes from today, the Ramsey County Attorney's Office has determined the use of force by two St. Paul police officers in a fatal 2017 shooting was justified. John Choi's office announced the decision this afternoon. The October 5th, 2017 shooting killed 28-year-old Fumi Lee. The two officers involved were identified by the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension as Officer Daniel Gleason and Officer Jordan Wild. In an email memo, Choi said, while the loss of life is tragic, I agree with your recommendation, the use of deadly force pursuant to crime and no criminal charges are appropriate. According to the BCA, officers were called on October 5th to a residence in the 400 block of Earl Street. Officers were able to locate a woman who said she was shot at while calling 911. The woman was not injured. St. Paul police said the woman reported Lee fired two shots at her and five children were still inside the home. After making sure the kids were safe, officers began looking for the suspect. According to the BCA, the officers located Lee walking south 
of the home on Earl Street. He ignored officers' commands to stop and fled. Officers caught up with him. He then pulled out a handgun, pointed it at the police officers. Multiple shots fired. No officers hit. As Labor Day creeps near, so does the end of what the Minnesota Department of Public Safety calls the 100 deadliest days of the year. So far, there have been 90 traffic-related fatalities since Memorial Day, according to DPS. That's one less death than the same point last year. Of those 90 fatalities, 25 were speed-related, 22 alcohol-related, at least 7 distraction-related. 31 of the fatalities were motorcyclists, according to the DPS. They report the fatalities that have occurred so far in the 100 deadliest days account for 46% of all traffic fatalities in 2018. The 100 deadliest days begin on Memorial Day and end on Labor Day, according to the department. They cite uh, texters at all in that uh, just, uh, report? Just distracted driving. Seven mm. deaths. Distracted driving. Interesting. Puerto Rico now estimating that Hurricane Maria killed more than 1,400 people, far more than the official death toll of 64. And all comes in a report to Congress seeking money to help the island recover from the storm. The government, relying on updated stats at first reported in June, said there were 1,427 more deaths from September to December 2017 than the average for the same time period over the previous four years. In a report to Congress detailing a $139 billion reconstruction plan, the territory's government said that the additional deaths resulted from the effects of a storm that led to a cascading failure in infrastructure across the island of 3.3 million people. Follow-up to a story we had yesterday. The grandfather of a missing Georgia boy said the child's remains were found buried at that desert compound in oh, New Mexico. Oh, man. God. Months after his mother reported that he had disappeared with his father, who had said he wanted to perform an exorcism on the child. Jeez. Abdul Ghani Wahaj's remains were discovered on what would have been his fourth birthday on Monday. He'd been reported missing in December from Jonesboro, Georgia, near these Atlanta. People were, these people were terrorists. Mm. They were training to be terrorists. Mm-hmm. Search for the boy led authorities to New Mexico last week where a child's remains were found in a ramshackle compound shielded by old tires, wooden pallets, and a wall studded with broken glass. Authorities have yet publicly to identify the body, but the child's grandfather, Siraj Wahaj, who leads a well-known New York City mosque, told reporters he had learned from other family members the remains were his grandsons. He said whoever's responsible, that person should be held accountable. A Georgia arrest warrant accused the boy's father, Siraj Ibn Wahaj, of kidnapping the child. Said the father at some point had told his wife he wanted to perform an exorcism on the child. Later said he was taking the child to a park and never came back. Child among five people arrested on suspicion of child abuse at the compound. Eleven hungry children were found there living in filth. Prosecutors seeking to keep Wahaj behind bars said in court documents he had been training children at the compound to carry out school shootings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Frazier, a local meteorologist who worked last for KMSP, Channel 9, has died after a battle with pancreatic cancer. Uh, Frazier was 50 years old. Uh, Steve also worked in this building downstairs prior to working at Channel 9. He had done weather for Channel 5 and, in fact, uh, did weather here on Garage Lodge. Yeah. I did not know him personally, but I was <clears> just going to say, he certainly did weather for our show, didn't he? Yes. Yes, yes. he had yeah. a... Um, he was a little more drier, yeah. but he was really smart, fluent in Italian. Yes. Uh, he was very good at his job. And Maybe that's... that's why I never understood the weather. He always did it in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my favorite stories, oh, Rook, in your absence, uh, Joe had asked Steve. Yes. It was very casual because he was a very good-natured guy, and, and he was on point. 
And he says, what's up? And Joe, or I forget how it, how the interaction went. He wants some weather. And Joe, you replied with, no, I want your recipe from Mongolian goulash. Well, that's the guy. And his response was. He gave it to me. But he gave it. No, he says, I don't have that, but I can give you my mother's. Hot dish or something like yeah, that. It was yeah. very funny, yep. very quick witted, and I, uh, I I remember that every day. He was uh, he was a really good guy. Yeah, he was the, the last. In other words, was, I was being a complete turd. No, no, no not at all. Was, no. no, but when you, it's you were one just of your being first times, like I was. No, no, it's when it's one of the first times that you kind of have to get the feel. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't. Uh, he, he didn't, didn't like, miss no, a beat. What do you mean? I want your <laughs> Mongolian beef recipe. <laughs> yeah, but he finished up at the nine. Uh, yeah, okay. he was, he was okay. last at the night. He uh, actually was diagnosed two years ago with a pancreatic cancer. Wow. Uh, as I said, he was 50 years it's old. It's amazing to have lived two years with pancreatic You're cancer. You're not kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, thousands of people packed CHS Field in downtown St. Paul last night, not for baseball. People dressed as cats, wearing cat t-shirts. Oh, God, Ricky, were you right. there? They weren't that bad. Not everybody was dressed in were you cat there, outfits. Rook? I was there for a little bit. I was not there for the entire. I did my you ducked in and out. I did my thing, you know. <laughs> Your thing. Did my thing. I Your don't thing. understand. I, I just don't understand why why you would have been there. I just don't. Why understand. do we have to talk about it? Uh, because it, I think because you I need some shaming. You need some shaming. Weren't you at International Market Square? Yes. Prior to the event or after? Uh, I was there after. The proceeds, by the way, do do go. I was doing. I I was in third place. They have like a a cat calling contest. I'll just full disclosure. Oh oh my god! So you have and it's random cats. It's not your own cat. Sure, but you have to try to get the. And cats are pretty difficult to work with. (laughs) You were there in an official capacity. Yes, which would get you off the hook. Yes, I didn't go to go see because isn't it sponsored by our sister station? Yes. All right. And then the the you you have like a come on get it get it get it because it's hard to get cats to do that. Mm -hmm. Joe is queuing up Al Green. I was uh, fourth place. Four out of ten. Out of ten. Well, that's not bad. I I didn't get anything for it. Did the kitty come to you then? Uh, Eventually, but uh, not in the allotted time. I wasn't, the cat wasn't fast enough. (laughs) 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 Then you have that long meow. Once you get used to them, cats are okay. Proceeds for this uh, go to a good cause. They go to Feline sure. Rescue, a uh, no-kill cat rescue. And it should be pointed out that our sister station, My Talk 107.1, <gasps> is one of these. That's why you were talking to the, all uh, those gals down the hallway well, earlier I, today. I, I am somewhat relieved that you you did have a role there. Uh, well, I volunteered. On, based I volunteered. On Hubbard, based on Hubbard Broadcasting. Well, right. I wasn't forced to. Why don't to? you just go with me and say yes? <laughs> He's trying to I'm save really, you right really now. Really Are trying you trying to save, to save me? Okay. Sorry, oh, ass. I see what you're saying. So yes, uh, I was required. <laughs> there you Damn, go. I went, and you know me, I went kicking and screaming. Yeah, going, Hell you didn't no. want to do that. Cats must go. Yeah, I got it now. Got it. Okay, no, that was the rest you. of your family, yeah. right? Cat I did go alone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't go. Well, they're showing some. Oh, Maybe uh, we just should move on. Uh, I'm sorry I brought that in. Rick. You mean in general? Yeah. I actually this, litter box, this litter box is full. <laughs> yeah. This litter box. Yes. I'm full. How you doing? Uh, Dave Dahl yes. coming up. Well, look like I'm going again. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Here's Dave Dahl. Right? 
Sorry, Joe. Right Sorry, my bad. You're okay. Uh, we have a few isolated showers that have popped up in the eastern part of our state, up around Chisago County, just to the southwest of Grantsburg, Wisconsin. Those are drifting off toward the south. Not expected to be much of anything, so if you have some plans this evening, should be just fine. These are going to taper off and, and kind of fade away by about 6 or 7 p.m. tonight. Today's high temperature, it's up to 88 right now. It should hit 90, and then the low tonight down to 67. Tomorrow, back to 88 for the high. Saturday, 88 as well, and it becomes more and more humid as we go through the weekend. Sunday, uh, definitely humid with a high close to 90, and 90 again on Monday. Scattered showers and storms are possible by the time we get to Tuesday and to Wednesday, and that's when it cools down. Uh, middle of next week, it does drop into the lower 80s for highs for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and there's that chance, some isolated showers uh, starting Tuesday, Wednesday, and into Thursday as well. So a little bit of rainfall is going to help cool us off. Right now, now, Joe, we're at 88, heading for a high of around 90, and I have the records for the day. Aug 9. 95 on this date. 95. Two years, 1947. 1947. And again, second year or second day in a row, 2010. 2010. And then 46. 46. In 1988. In 1988. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I'm puzzled. What is puzzling you, my friend? Well, there's a school in Atlanta an Atlanta elementary school that's uh, no longer going to say the Pledge of Allegiance to start the day. Okay, they're done with that. Uh, Tell me it's because you'd rather get right to the books or or, or tell me that, uh, uh, I don't make up something. Lie to me. Right. Uh Hit the school over This is going to bother us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait, Mm -hmm. I'm going to write it down. I have Mm -hmm. a guess. I'm going to write it down. Mm -hmm. Cat calling? Nope. An Atlanta elementary school has eliminated the Pledge of Allegiance from the start of its school day. The move was made in an effort to kick off the school day as a fully inclusive Mm. and connected community. And the school has plans to create a new pledge. A new pledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a good guess. Isn't it oxymoronic to say... That was a good guess, Reavers. What was Reavers' guess? I guess that kids were taking a knee... You know, like the well, NFL they, players? They, they, they acknowledge that some kids have never done it anyway. Oh. But it's oxymoronic to to be inclusive. What could be more inclusive than to be all included uh, pledging allegiance to the United States we of America? A free co- well, thank what? you to this country for allowing us all to be free and not forcing us to, to have a religion or, or say something. Even though the Atlanta Neighborhood Charter School won't, that's the name of it, I guess, because it's all capitalized. The Atlanta Neighborhood Charter School... Gross. Even though the Atlanta Neighborhood Charter School won't require students to say the customary Pledge of Allegiance any longer, they will afford the students the opportunity to do so later in the day if they want. Instead of the traditional pledge, a new and apparently more suitable pledge will be implemented for the students as the school year progresses. Campus President Laura Zelsky issued a letter to parents to announce the changes to the students' morning meetings. Uh, a copy of the letter was published on the school's website. One change that we made to our morning meeting agenda this year is that we will not be including the recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance, Zelsky wrote, adding that administrators will continue to ask children to stand in participation of the school's Wolfpack chant. Hmm. I, I don't know what that is. Right. Students will continue to lead the meeting by asking our community to stand to participate in our Wolfpack chant. Zelsky's Letter explained that the decision to omit the pledge was made in an effort to begin our day as a fully inclusive and connected community. 
Over the past couple of years, it has become increasingly obvious that more and more of our community were choosing to not stand or recite the pledge, Zelsky wrote. There are many emotions around this, and we want everyone in our school family to start their day in a positive manner. Wow. After all, <clears throat> she said, that is the whole purpose of our morning meeting. Okay. Zelsky wrote that teachers, as well as the K-5 leadership team, will collaborate with students in the coming months in order to create a more suitable school pledge for the morning meetings. This pledge, Zelsky wrote, uh, will focus on students' civic responsibility to their school, family, community, country, and our global society. I will keep you informed of the progress with this. I'm really looking forward to what our students create. So the current pledge isn't good enough for that school. You got wow. to create a new one in, in order to be more inclusive. What? How? How is the pledge exclusive? I don't understand it. How is it exclusive? It's it's, it's not. It's not. It's pledge it's, allegiance to the flag and to yeah. United States of America, the Republic which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible. We cannot divide it, even though the country is divided. The uh, the pledge of allegiance. Uh, is not exclusive. It's it's only exclusive in the hands of those who work in the destroyed academy. You have believe. to work to, to think it's yeah. exclusive. Well, it is in the hands of the destroyed academy. Uh, it could be considered exclusive because it could be considered patriarchal. It could be considered uh, too powerful. It could be considered uh, emblematic of uh, white people. It could be considered uh, exclusionary uh, based on the idea that. Uh, not everyone enjoys being in the United States. You can go on and on and on with the with the BS crap that the failed academy will come up with, but all of which is wrong. What's the name on line one? Neil, Mister Mayor. Yeah, I think uh, this 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 Wolfpack family or the school family, whatever they're calling yourself. I think I think the mayor's missing a fog carnival term because they said a more suitable uh, pledge. Yeah. Suitable for who? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I don't understand what's more suitable than our normal pledge of allegiance. And how is it exclusionary? I have no idea. If well, you hate America, maybe. Yeah. All right. Thank you. It's not exclusionary. But they they think it is. Otherwise, they would not say we need something more inclusive. Who is it excluded? No one. Well, that's what you got to pin on them. Tell us who is excluded. The Atlanta Neighborhood Charter School on Grant Street will no longer recite the Pledge of Allegiance as part of its morning meeting agenda uh, because they want to kick off the day in a more inclusive way. I can't think of anything more inclusive. Because, and here, here's where they're uh, going to be uh, caught in their own windmilling. Uh, in order to create a pledge that they might believe is inclusive, they will exclude somebody. <laughs> they're fated to. In order to create a pledge that's what they think will be more inclusive. Right. It's, it's ironic. It's, they are fated to exclude somebody. They can't figure that out. Because you got your gender problems, you got your uh, disability problems, you got your isms. And the current pledge doesn't say. The current pledge has nothing to do with any of that. It just said, here we are in this country. We got it. This is, we're Aren't we allegiance lucky? to the greatest country ever. That's why I say, I don't care if you don't say it. But I wish you would have lied to me <laughs> rather than reveal yourself to be the fool you are. Right. Why don't you just tell me, you know what, it's, uh, it takes too long. Or, uh, 
But what's their new one? All flowers of the earth are ours. All no nations have boundaries. Yeah, in real life they do. This yeah. isn't unicorns and and leprechauns. Yeah. Cyclops. What is it? Cyclops. Do I have a mayoral Thursday? Uh let me just wait, let me just check the schedule and see if there's a mayoral Thursday. I don't think uh, oh, no, I don't no, think I, no, I don't no. think I do, do I? I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm going to stay here with Myra. Got it. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Sushiwai. Minnesota Twins, that last time I checked, we're still nodded at four. They are on break right now, so it's... Um, I believe we're in the bottom of the eighth inning, sir. Okay. I feel they're going to win this one. I wonder it, if they do bust to Detroit. I bet not. No. It's, this day and age, Those they're up and gone, down. Huh? Yeah, they're up and down. What, it's probably in their uh, bargaining agreements. That, that flight couldn't be more than 15 minutes if, right. it's, if it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Top of the ninth and nodded at four. Well, just get me the distance between Cleveland. It's 170 and miles. I, when I looked it up well, earlier, that, you know what that is? That's nothing. So that would basically be like flying to Duluth. It would, be it would take right? as much uh, well, time to hop on the bus and go to the airport and go there than it would to just get on the bus and drive well, there straight. Well, it's it's neither here nor there. I'm sure they charter everywhere. No. How long would it be in Venezuela? It'd be, be a lot days. more. It would yeah. take days because you need a lot of 1500 gas. Fifteen hundred ESPN. <laughs> Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, what? Hot. It's going to be 90, 88.